this is the Fearless Fathers Podcast, a podcast for you, the fathers who suffer in silence every single day. Come with us as we hit those main topics that are just burning through your soul. It's going to get uncomfortable, it's going to be fun, and together we will become fearless. Hello again to all of our Fearless Fathers listeners out there in the interwebs, the spaces, wherever you're tuning in for us today. Thank you again for tuning in to our next episode. This is our second interview that we've ever done. Hooray! (laughs) It's Davo here running solo hosting on the mic again for our next interview. Uh, With me today, I have a brother in arms with us. He's He's a Navy vet. He is a network engineer. He works part-time, two jobs, network engineer, works at a pizza shop, and he has recently just started the Yesteryear podcast with his daughter, a classic movie podcast where they go into review. I've checked out a couple episodes. I'm not a big movie head, but I got to say it's pretty awesome. So I want to welcome with us today at the Fearless Fathers podcast, Mr. James Wallen. James, say what's up to our listeners and uh, tell a little bit more about yourself. What's up, listeners? Hope everybody out there is doing well. Uh, like you said, network engineer, work part-time job, started a podcast with my daughter. Um, spend a lot of time just trying to do what I can to to stay interesting and uh, interested. Um, got a garden that I work on. I kept bees last year, but my hive flew away, so that was kind of sad. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, that's about it. it was working and then the, now with the podcast, it keeps me pretty busy. That's awesome. So, And then uh, children. Of course, <laughs> the children, that's what we're here for, right? The kids, <laughs> they keep us going. So how's everybody been holding up in the pandemic? Everybody good? Everybody ready to rip each other's hair out? That's I think that's the burning question we all need to know. Right. And that is. And everybody's <laughs> been doing pretty well. Um, we've had a lot of takeout. I'm sure everybody has. <laughs> um, my kids are actually like begging for me to cookie and I do most of the cooking in the house and or all the cooking in the house, I guess you could say in my uh my oldest tonight, I came. I called her down. I said, "Hey, what do you want for dinner?" She's like, "Are you cooking?" And I, no, it's, we're getting cooked again, so <laughs> we're gonna have to get over to the grocery shopping and uh, get some more food to cook for him. So uh, I know I actually found my love of cooking during this during this whole pandemic. So it's been it's been opposite for me. So I, I found oh, wow. a new love, less takeout, like I usually do. So hey, we all do it, man. We all have to do it to survive on that one, no doubt true. at all. Very so true. we're gonna jump right. We're gonna jump right into this. We're gonna get going. Hey, just to get you know a little bit better, what's one of the best or funniest things that one of your kids did recently? I know I know you're a father of three, so I'm yeah. sure you have something good out there. So my my kid, uh, my youngest is 13. She'll be 14 uh, at the end of this month. And she has taken on trying to beat the world record for staying awake, <laughs> which, which I don't even know where it came. She, she just came up to me one day and she says, hey, um, you know what the world record is for staying awake? It's this, that, and the other. And she's telling me who holds it. I'm like, why is this? Okay. Well, that's interesting. And she's like, yeah, I'm trying to beat it. Um, she succeeded about 14 hours so far. And wow. I believe it's about 14 days is about the longest <laughs> one. So she's got some, she's trying to build up to it. She's like, I keep falling asleep. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. You know, she's like, how do I stay awake? I'm <laughs> Um, I don't know because I, I want to sleep as much as I can. So I'm not, I'm not trying to go the other way with it. That, that, that's an ancient military secret. We're not, we're not allowed to disclose that information. Exactly. Exactly. There were times, man, I'm telling you, we would go, um, when I was overseas, I was in the Middle East and they were, uh, they were saying, Oh, we're going to pull in the port in 10 days. And next thing we're doing, I know we're pulling in the port and I'm like, what? 
I thought it was 10 days. It, I just would fly by doing all the flight ops and everything like that. It was crazy. So, oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not passing it on. She has to go in the military to find that out. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, definitely. That is – wow, that – Finding that – I didn't even know that was a world record. That's pretty impressive. That, yeah. that That's falling down a YouTube or Wikipedia hole right there to find that one. You, and that's her, man. She, if there's one to be in, she's in it. And she knows. So <sighs> wow. there's plenty of times we'll have conversations and all of a sudden she'll pipe up with, with oh, blah, blah, blah. Or Jeopardy might be on and she'll <laughs> answer something. I'm like, how do you know that? Oh, so-and-so on his show was talking about this. Corey Kenshin. Or th- I'm like, okay, great. So wow. good. You're getting information. That's – that's good. That's awesome. And that's that's the world we live in today. The world of self-learning and self-education is everywhere out yeah. there today. Absolutely. Perfect time to do all that. So we'll dive into this a little bit here. Like we talked about a bit, you're a father of three. That's extremely difficult. My mom was a mother of three. Um, you know, that in itself has to be extremely mentally taxing and both physically and mentally. What do you like when you feel like it's way too difficult and you, you've just had enough and you're just ready to lose it? What are some things that you do out there that you might help stay mentally or even physically resilient? Maybe some other fathers that might be going through the same thing. Yeah. You know, taking care of that many kids. Sure. Well, one of the biggest things that I started to learn to do um, when I started to reach those points when I was feeling seriously challenged was to walk mm-hmm. away. I'm a pretty big guy as it is, and I'm loud by nature. And there would be times when I would catch someone in a lie or something, and I would just have to walk away, breathe, calm down. I'm a, I'm a TV, I am a T a movie buff and a TV, obviously, if that's what my podcast yeah. is, but, um, <laughs> I will even try and potentially like, I've got a couple books that I've got that I will pick up and read. Um, I'll go outside, uh, no shoes on feet in the grass, um, nice. go into my garden, just really try and find something that's centered and, and, and remove myself from that situation as best as possible because, Staying in it is a losing battle. You have to remember you're you're arguing with an adult, you know, arguing right. with someone who's your age, who has the sense is hard enough. Arguing with a child is a losing battle. And all you're going to do is end up frustrating yourself. And when you reach that point to where you are just torn down, I mean, it's just it's been the day you come home and and somebody has some paper from a from a teacher and, you know, they've done something mm-hmm. and it's just like, dude, I got it. I'm going to go out in my garden. I'm going to go water my plants. I'm going to go look at my lettuce, you know, something like that. Just give yourself something else. That's a calming centering type deal to where you can just reflect and not be in that moment because being in that moment is just going to amp you up. That's perfectly said. I mean, so much. I always feel this, you know, being a new father myself, I have a 20 month old. So he's just in that sense of just thank you. He's, he's in that sense right now where he's just starting to talk, but he's he's hitting that phase of I'm going to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So it's that I mean, that's perfectly said being able to realize that this is going to end up being a losing battle trying to argue back and forth with a child who let's be honest here may not know the best from right from wrong, no matter right. you could teach as much and do what you need to do. But really taking that self awareness and that self confidence and just staying away from the situation, getting a clear head focusing on your own mind and then you could go in it with a more clearer outlook on ways to combat that and make it a less hostile situation than what it could have potentially been absolutely absolutely and it's i think i I, um when i ended my uh, navy career i went into college and there was a couple courses that i took some level four level classes um that had to do with like 
child rearing and, and raising and stuff like that. And they really focused on flight and fight and how mm. you're a, a parent for the most part. So the fight isn't really in the kid. So it's mostly all flight. So you're going right. to see a lot of line. You're going to see a lot of, you're going to get a lot of that because they're not understanding and it's not, it's right. not there. They're on their basics and you have to, to really try and, and understand that. And, and, and that's really where it comes down to, man, is you find you're, you're fighting your own expectations. You're fighting your own, your own battle against yourself. And, and it's, they're just a kid. Right. You know? Yeah. And really they're, they're a miniature version of you. <laughs> so right. you're, you're really fighting with yourself on that on, on all fronts. <laughs> right. Right. You would not believe how many times I've seen it. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And then I have to call my mom or my dad and say, Hey, so I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> yeah, I realize now. And oh boy, I am really <laughs> sorry about this. Um, some things. And yeah, man, that is, that, that is probably a great piece of advice that you can give is just really focusing down on yourself and just making sure that you have that clear head before you go in with a plan of attack and not just go guns blazing. So, yep. I, I mean, that that's extremely well said on that one, James. Thank you. Mo- moving on on that. Now, what are some things, you know, from your past that you went through in your life and what are some things that either you instill in your children or you try and not instill whether you know your upbringing and how you were raised or you know if you take a mesh of both like what would you say is your secret sauce to the parenting well i'll tell you secret sauce i wish i had it as i get older of course unfortunately my kids get older too and there's mm-hmm. some things that I wish that I, I knew na- then that I know now, you know, there, uh, I would have to say something that my parents let me do was dream. They let me have that dream. When I was a, a kid and when I was five, six years old, I wanted a cow. I grew up in Florida, <laughs> Tampa Bay, Florida. Oh, wow. You don't have cows in, no. in Florida. You know, it's, it's, it's not something that's there, but I had a whole plan on how we could brick in the front porch, how we could keep the cow. And my dad said, well, one of these days, you know, we'll look into it and this, that, and the other. He never was like, no, that's stupid. You know, right. no, that's, that's dumb that you don't do that. He never squashed it. Um, another time when I was around 10 years old, I want, I, I wanted to go to space camp. I was really into space and everything like that. And my father said, look, here's how much it is at the point in time. I think it was like five, $600. He said, if you can raise half of that money, we will send you, we will pay the other half. And I didn't come close to half. I think I raised maybe a hundred dollars and, you know, mowing lawn and stuff like that. But I put the work in and he, he, right. he showed me, he taught me, if you put the work in, you can, you can, you know, and you you keep that dream and it's something you really want to do. You can achieve it. And they sent me, man. I mean, I got to go. I even was on the radio when I came, you know, came back and everything like that. It was really oh, wow. cool. And, you know, we weren't rich by any means. It wasn't about that. It wasn't about the money. It was about, you know, him teaching me that lesson of, you know, you're, if you work for it and some, and, you know, him holding his word to, to doing that. So I think that's something I've really tried to instill in my, in my kids, you know, when my daughter wanted to play softball, you know, we, we backed her on that. We made sure it's, is it really something you want to do? And, you know, she went all the way up to playing travel ball, Elizabeth, who does the show with me, you know, she oh, went wow. all the way up to doing travel ball. But we told her it's it's going to be work. There's going to be nights when you're not going to want to do this. You're going to do this so much. Sometimes you may hate it, but if right, you put the work right. in, we'll spend our weekends, um, you know, not to get too personal, but I was going through uh, cancer treatment at that point oh, in wow. time. And, you know, I would go through a week of, of chemo and then, you know, we would have a, 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 a travel weekend and we would go and, you know, and I would do that because she put the time and the effort into it. And I was not going to let something hold me back from showing her that we were 
committed to her as much as she was committed to it for herself. So I think that's really staying committed and and staying true and letting your children dream is important. Wow. I mean, that is, and I'm wow. Um, yeah, I, you're absolutely, yes, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, you've actually left me speechless. Congrats. Not many people can say they did that. Um, but just to kind of go on top of that, like, you know, I'm, I'm, sorry you went through that and i understand you know understanding that you went through that i'm glad you're here and i'm glad you're able to fight through that 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 is a major accomplishment all on its own so it it is almost like your daughter was inspiring you while you were inspiring her at the same time absolutely that's absolutely that's absolutely incredible i mean mean, that is honesty with it you know we didn't hide it from them we found out um not to make it the the main topic but when we found out i you know we we sat them down we said look here's how it is I'm going to go through this treatment. We're going to come out on the other side of it. We're going to be done with this. And this is just going to be a part of life. And we have to go through this. And that's what we did. And, you know, and I did. And and never was it gloom and doom. Never was it this. They didn't, you know, see that. I didn't show that. But yes, what it, they her having that travel ball was really good for me because it kept me going outside. It kept me active. It made me have to go when I didn't want to go. So right. it, it helped me in return. Um, you know, I didn't really push that on her, but it, it really But did. it was... But that's, you know, looking back on it now, you could say this is what really, really gave me that push to just keep saying, hey, I got this. And I think, you know, I, I don't know if you've listened to the show or not, but I mean, we 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 preach this constantly having that positive mindset, guys, having that mindset to say I could go in and I could do this. I could be the lowest of the low and just that just that extra five percent of a mindset of just saying, hey, I can do this. Something else is going to inspire me. We say it all the time. You know, the universe gives you what you can handle at any one time, no more and no less. And I mean, you know, just kind of going back on on the question when we asked it there, putting in the reps. You know, I say it all the time, putting in the reps to be a father, putting in the reps at your work, putting in the reps constantly, going in there, following those dreams, supporting each other one way and another to say, hey, if you want to do this, if you want to buy a cow in Tampa Bay, Florida. And I've been there and I know there's no <laughs> cows there. You know, we're going to find a way to get you a cow yep. or you, you need to, you need to work to get that cow. Yep. And just instilling that, that whole sense of, Hey, I could accomplish anything I want to do. My parents told me I could do this. My parents are instilling in me the, the hard work aspect. My parents are saying, this is what I can do. You know, for a lot of people, and it seems like they have parents or they have relatives that say, oh, that sounds great that you want to do that. That's really cool. And then you start doing it. And then it's why the hell? Why are you continuing doing that? Right. You know, and, and I feel like a lot of people go through that and they they live on that for the rest of their lives and say, well, being an entrepreneur is a pipe dream. Running a podcast is too hard. That That's a pipe dream. I can't do that. I don't have time for that. But yep. going out there and instilling dreams and instilling choices for your kids is number one. I mean, for me that and for you, it sounds like number one priority all the way through. I, I, that's what, what we try and do. That is, that is, as you said, the secret sauce is trying to do that. And it's, yeah. and you can't be perfect at it. That's the other side of it. No. Understanding you're going to make mistakes. And being able to combat those. And I'm kind of glad you brought that in for my next question here. As far as being a father's concerned, you know, especially with three kids, what would you say was probably your biggest downfall or what you would consider like your failure as a father and what did you do to overcome that that whole situation so this one's this one's this was actually a, a tough question um my 
my biggest failure, and I still feel it, is 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 being able to reach my my oldest, my son, on, on a deeper level. Um, he doesn't have the interests in things such as like sports, acting, fishing, things like that. Um, he's actually he's he's a homosexual, and I, you know, I I I don't want to say I had to come to grips with that, but I had to under, learn to understand it because it's not the same lifestyle that I that I choose. So. He was in the drawing, you know, so what did I do to try and overcome, you know, come that was to try and connect with him on what he was into. I think as parents, we have certain expectations that Mm -hmm. we're going to have when we have kids. I mean, right now, like you said, you have a 20 month year old child, right? There's probably expectations of what what you think it's going to be raising that child. You're going to reach a certain, you know, milestones and they're going to do this you know they're going to walk at this point in time they're going to talk they're going to potty train they're going to go to school they're going to get interested in this that and the other right i mean you you probably have some kind of idea in your head of what's going to happen and my biggest failure is putting those kind of expectations onto my oldest and not having them be necessarily reached because they were my expectations not his right um we have very different interests. We're very different people. And that's okay. And I think that, mm-hmm. that that coming to grips with that was something that is a learning experience for me. And, um, you know, I support him in whatever he does. But I think, like, he was really into drawing. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, well, let's get you this. Let's get you that. You know, for Christmas, we would got him a professional art thing and everything like that. Well, four months later, hey, hey man, how's the drawing going? Eh, I'm not really into it anymore. <laughs> And, you know, and then being like, oh, okay, Um, you know, well, what's the next step? You know, what's the next thing that you like? And, oh, uh, you know, I'm I'm into this. I'm really into. Okay, well, let's let's back you on this. Let's do that. Oh, I'm not into that anymore. Hey, do you want to play sports? No, I'm not really into sports. Well, why don't you try baseball? He went out and tried baseball and he hated it. He was miserable the entire time. You know, and and I kept making, I I say making, and I did, I made, I mean, I took him to the practices, made him go, made him play on the games, everything like that. And he he was not good at baseball whatsoever. He didn't enjoy it. But I thought, you know, hey, maybe I know what's best for him. Get him out there, get him trying and see that he is good at something and then he'll enjoy it. And he didn't. So I unfortunately don't feel like I ever truly made the connection with him that I wanted. Um, it's better now, but he's older, and I just wish we would have had that when he was younger. I guess wow. you'd say. And I, I mean, that's 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 a hard thing. I mean, you have to you have to admit things to yourself sometimes, and that's a hard thing to admit. It, it uh, yeah, that that absolutely is. I mean, it's you know the intentions there are good, but it's it's like you said, the the world that we grow up in and the culture that we're brought up in as fathers, we're told that hey, you're expecting to have these expectations, or like you even said as well too, you know. I have the best interest at heart. It may not be his interest, but I have my my heart's in the right place, but I'm, I may not be able to find that true connection or we may just be off a step here or there. Right. And, you know, we, we talk about this a lot on the, on the podcast is breaking out of that comfort zone and realizing like, okay, maybe something I did didn't go right. What was it? And kind of self-reflecting and saying, okay, here's where I may have had issues X, Y, and Z. But now I could learn from that. Now I could grow from that. Now I could say, hey, I'm better because of this. Yes, it was a horrible, it, it may have been a horrible situation or I may have pushed too hard, right. but my heart was in the right place. I did what I needed to do, what I felt I needed to do to help push and maybe say, hey, maybe baseball would have been for him if he kept trying, even though he absolutely hated it or you know, just, just hitting that connection or supporting any dream 
that your child has and yeah. just really showing that you're out there for them. Well, my, my, my fear, one of my fears for my children is that they have fear of doing something, not doing something because they're afraid. And I don't want that to be that way. I don't want them to ever have the fear that, oh, I'm, you know, people are going to laugh at me or I'm not going to be good at this or I'm going to fail and my parents are going to be disappointed. I don't want that for them. And that was what my fear was with him. And unfortunately, your first child is kind of like your experiment child. <laughs> oh, I, I'm a firstborn child. <laughs> so I understand you know. that completely. I know that exactly. Yes. See, I'm the last. I'm the youngest of four and I've got three older sisters. And I, I had a very completely different upbringing than my sisters did. First, because I was a boy and my parents right. treated me differently. And, you know, second, because I was the fourth child. By the time they got to me, they were like, posh, go outside, play for eight hours. As long as you come home and you're not, you know, on your deathbed, you're good to go. Exactly. My sisters, you know, they, they couldn't leave the yard. It was a very different upbringing. And I, you know, I didn't see it until I got older. My sister was like, are you crazy? And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, now I see it. So. You know, it is the first child. You're very structured in this, that, and the other, and you're yep. this. I mean, by time number three came along, it's like, oh, you know, sometimes <laughs> oh, yeah. the other ones will look and be like, what? What? And it's like, what? What are you talking about? They're like, no way. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, she. Oh, that was me 100%. I was, that, I was that kid that was like, are you kidding me? You would growl me for six months for doing that. Are you kidding me right now? Oh, well, yeah, you were fine. Yeah, whatever. No, so. No, I, I get I get that. And, you know, it having that sense of fear or that sense that your kids feel like they're not going to be or feel like they're going to let you down. It, it I think it weighs on everybody in one way or another. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you're you're one of three. So going through it for so long, you know, I'm just getting into that. Me and Ryan both, you know, he has a three year old. I have a 20 month old. We're just starting now to get into that journey and we're starting to see those things. And, and that's one of the things that, you know, especially here with the fearless fathers community is that it's okay to be afraid. It's okay to have your fears inside of you. Mm -hmm. It's okay because once you get uncomfortable and once you step out of that, you can begin to grow. So by taking that and by saying, you know, this is a fear for mine, you know, and just being able to instill maybe another positive step or maybe checking a switch or communicating in a different way to say, hey, I got your back. It, it can go a long way at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. Knowing that there's other people out. I think that's why, you know, AA works and things yeah. like that work and, and even church and, you know, not to put those both in the same bag, but it really is having a sense of community and knowing that there's people going through the same thing as you and saying, wow, okay, I'm not alone in this. You know, this is, it's not me. I'm not wrong. Um, right. You know, it's okay to be afraid. And, you know, of course, you know, as, as men, you're the father, you're the, you're the strong one. You're the one who's supposed to be holding the glue. And it's not always that case, man. I don't always know what to do. No, no. And you suffer in silence all the time. Mm, you feel like there's, you feel like there's no outlet to say, hey, this is who I am. Somebody hear me. I'm I'm struggling. I'm battling. So, you know, you, wel welcome to the community, yeah. whether you've listened to us or not. Welcome to the community, because you're you're right there with with all of us that are listening. So very father true. or not. <laughs> very true. Very true. Thank you. Absolutely. So to move on from that and then we're going to get into a little bit more lightheaded. This is this is that uncomfortable part that we always preach, guys, that that building phase. So hearing those excuses. So this might be a little down, but we're going to bring it back. I promise you because you got Davo on the mic. So for any of our fathers that might be listening and they're 
if they're just not feeling who they are, we talk about that suffering silence. You know, what is something that if you just have them one on one, what's something that you could say to them to just say, hey, you're doing a good job? I, I would. You know what? The first thing I would do is listen. Um, I would let them talk, let them say what where they feel with it. And then I would give them I would say, like you said, you're doing a good job. It, it, you're OK as as a father. This is nobody's perfect. You're going to break some eggs. Um, you know, as long as you're not taking out physical aggression on your children or mentally mm-hmm. abusing your children and stuff like that, when you have these hard times, it's okay. It's okay for, you know, for men to talk to men. Um, you know, I, I, I have plenty of guys that are my age, you know, the forties up to their, you know, up, upper forties, the down to their, you know, in their twenties, um, just starting out and everything like that. And, and to be able to have a real conversation, to be able to listen and let somebody say, I think I messed up and say, you know what? So did I. And to have that real conversation, that camaraderie, I think that it's very important. I think having podcasts and groups like you have are extremely important this day and age, especially um, for men, because you're right. We don't have that outlet. We don't have that where we can go and see where there's other, you know, fathers who are, are expressing emotion and saying, hey, I'm I've got this problem going on. I'm raising my kids like this help me. You know, I, I lost my job and I'm, I'm the one who's supposed to be the breadwinner and I don't know what I'm going to do. My mm-hmm. kids are looking at me and they're hungry. Help me, you know, and say, Hey, you know what? You're going to get through this. And I think that that's what I would probably say to anybody is say, you know, you, you've got this, here's a, you know, maybe give them a story like this and say, you know, when I was, when I was got out of the Navy, I had no clue what I was going to do. I had no skills that really transferred over into the real world and I was broken. I had gotten hurt and I had no clue, man, but we, I called my dad. It's like, it's like you're a child again. Yeah. It's like you were a child again exactly. getting out. Yeah. You know, I called my dad and I said, dad, you know, what do I do, man? Here's, you, you know, you got out of the Navy and he said, well, just, what are you good at? What can you, you know, what can you bring to the table? Write up a resume, do this, bring what you've got, you know, use your skills and you'll get through it. And I did. And it really leaning on, on somebody else who was a male figure um, really helped. And if you don't have that father figure, find that other male, that positive male role model and just, you know, and lean on them, let them lean on you. It's, it's, it's important to do. I mean, we always, we always talk about brotherhood, you know, it's brotherhood's not just all about going to the bar. Like I always say, dropping a hundred bucks and, you know, drinking all night. Brotherhood's also about being there for whether it's your dad, you know, a, a friend, whoever the case is that you can confide in, man, that is, that's perfect. You know, people, people want to be heard. People want to share their stories. Sometimes it's a little bit harder to say, Hey, are you okay? What's up? than just blowing it off and joking around all night while they feel, you know, while, while they get into those traps, like we talked about in our, you know, last week's series of anxiety and depression, they build those one, two punches, everything builds up. And then, you know, unfortunately the worst can happen. Yep. But that's that. That's why we're here to try and end that, to try and break that stigma. You know, we're we're always told to be the breadwinner. Absolutely. Yeah, it's remember that show. Who wants to be a millionaire? On the show, they yeah. had the phone a friend option. You know, when you're feeling yeah. over, overwhelmed, phone a friend. It's it's so easy to to lose that human contact nowadays with Facebook. You know, you put on a Facebook status, feeling depressed, feeling this, and you know, people do that in hopes that somebody's going to reach back. I mean, if you do that, you're obviously looking for for somebody to reach back out to you. I don't know why otherwise why you would post that. Um hopefully somebody does, but if they don't man, reach out to somebody. There's there's always there's always somebody and if you don't have them, heck, 
go find one of those old baggers at, at the grocery store. <laughs> those old guys yeah, at the man. front. They're always willing to talk to you and you know, have them walk you out to the car and just be like, hey, man, I got to yeah. talk to you about something real fast. And and maybe they'll, they've will they got some wisdom that they'll you know impart on you because you you got to get it off your chest. It really feels better to talk. Um, it does. It's very important. And then listening to shows like this, are important to, to just, you know, be able to take that long sigh of, you know, gosh, somebody is really feeling like I feel, you know, I feel this. There's, there's strength in numbers at the end of the day. True. There is strength in numbers. You never have to go it alone. Never go it alone. Remember that guys, you're stronger than you know you are. Continue to fight. You know, if you listen to us, great. If you don't go out to that muse, talk to that friend, talk to the Walmart greeter that you've seen every day for the last two weeks whatever you need to do to get you right and to get you moving in that right direction. And you said it right. You know, we talked about it. Um, I actually brought this up in our anxiety episode where, you know, social media posts today, and I'm going to hit this home again because it's extremely important. You know, I will look at social media on a continual basis and I see changes in people's statuses when they start showing different trends that are not normal. I reach out to them and I say, hey, are you okay? Because you're right. Subconsciously, they want to say somebody come to me. Yep. I don't want that five-minute comment, coach. I want somebody to just say, hey, are you good? And just let it out. So hit it right on the head, James, man. You are, you, you're just an absolute bomb of information today. So, right. And you know, the Facebook I love it. has that free phone. You can video chat them or you can phone call them for free yeah. right over Facebook. You don't even have to pick up. The, just hit them up. No excuses. Yep. No excuses. That's how we begin to grow. We begin to grow by breaking that stigma and just saying, hey, I got your six. Yes. So we're gonna switch the fl- or we're gonna we're gonna flip the script a little bit here. We're gonna go into a couple. We're gonna go a little bit more into James here. <laughs> so we talked about in the beginning. You're hosting the Yesteryear podcast with your daughter, uh, your oldest daughter. Tell the listeners if they never listened to your podcast just a little bit about it. So on the Yesteryear podcast, I kind of. I wanted to do a podcast for a long time. Um, started to listen to podcasts probably about two years ago, um, if you define that as a long time. And I wish I would have had it when I was going through treatment because, man, that would have been I, I hear a lot of people who have that. And I, that would have been a blessing. But I didn't. But anyway, I knew I wanted to do a podcast. I just didn't know what I wanted to do it on. And I just feel that um, true crime is just done. I probably listened to about six different true crime podcasts and Mm -hmm. you know everybody does the same flavor but they have their own flavor but it's the same stories for the most part and you know i i'm not as (laughs) i don't know that i have the the ability to do something like this show to where i can really be a positive force out like that but i wanted to do something that was positive and fun in this day and age especially you know the world is is kind of a dark place and you need to get an escape. And I said, you know what I, I love to talk about is movies. I love to talk about old movies, older movies from my generation growing up, because I'm very I'm somebody who I I, I use, you know, lines from movies all the time. And I love when I meet somebody <laughs> who can hit on what I'm talking about. And so right. that, that really jazzed me up for doing that. And my daughter, Elizabeth, says, Oh, you're starting a podcast? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, man, that would be really fun to do. And I said, absolutely. Absolutely, it would be. If you're into it, let's let's do this, man. So I said, here's what we're going to do. What do you think about this genre like this? And she said, yes. So I said, you know what will be fun is I'm going to get an older movie. Every week we'll review this movie. You're going to watch it too. 
And for the most part, every one of these movies that we've done so far has been brand new to her. She's never seen them. Mm. And it's funny to see somebody, you know, her age, watch these movies from the 1980s. Um, and right now they're the 80s. You know, it's going to be before her, yeah. her her time for the most part. Um, but and and get her take on them to see how she so like like for instance we talked about Labyrinth and David Bowie's outfit in Labyrinth if you've never seen it is very risque at best um, but we did a an episode with my sister who came on as one of the Patreon episodes and she brought up the fact that at that time that outfit wasn't so out of out of bounds and I started thinking about it. I'm like you know glam rock and everything like that you're right. Yeah. Everybody was dressed like that. They all had big hair, so it wasn't weird. So it's just fun. It's it's a fun banter to hear somebody from nowadays and age, you know, day and age, yeah, talk about that kind of stuff. So that's really what we do on my on my podcast. We have a good time. It's it's not serious at all. It's not about you know ab- about changing the world. It's just about giving the world a smile, and that's what I'm really trying to do with our podcast. And I gotta tell you, I I'm not a big movie goer, but I've listened to I'm on. I think the second or third episode right now, and it, it's pretty good stuff. Like you're actually going like labyrinth when you brought that up. I was like, that was one of my movies that I used to watch as a kid all the time. <laughs> Haven't watched it in years. Nice. <laughs> but you know, when you brought that up, I'm just like, this is. Th- th- it started bringing back a whole rush of memories for me. Yep. And I know. I think I'm listening to the uh, legendary episode right now. And I mean, I never knew that movie, but just hearing, you know, the back and forth and like. You're right that that new day and age field of how how a movie that classic could be and maybe stands the test of time or maybe didn't hold up so well. It's it's cool to get that perspective. And, you know, the way you do it is absolutely amazing. Thank you. I got to say. Thank you. I appreciate that. We're trying. We're trying. Hey, man, one step at a time, one day at a time. Right. It's putting in those reps constantly. So and I I think you touched on this a little bit, but we'll we'll try and go a little bit more in depth. Um, was starting that podcast with your daughter more of like a bonding experience for you or, or what was the driving force behind, you know, starting yesteryear with your with your oldest daughter? So she we had talked, we had bounced back and forth about doing a podcast for a while because I was really wanting to do a podcast and she was wanting to do a podcast. Um, but neither of us really knew. And and she and I are very kindred in, in the way of how we are. She is very me. Um to to expound on that she actually works at the pizza place with me and we go back and forth even there to where sometimes people are just looking at us and are like oh my gosh what are y'all talking about and she'll say things sometimes that are like she's like man i really hate that i'm you so much (laughs) because i've i've literally raised her so much like me she spent so much time with me with the whole softball thing and everything like that we've spent you know, and of course my wife was there as well, but she's just, she's very much like me. So to be able to do something like this was more of a, it was a great bonding experience. It's, it's one more thing for us to be able to do together because we had kind of lost it with softball. And even though we have work, it's work. So we, you know, it's not, it's not fun. It's work. This is fun. This is something we get to talk about every week. We get to talk about the upcoming movies. We get to talk about, you know, what we're going to talk about. We get to actually do the podcast. We get to edit the podcast. And it's fun. And we've actually uh, incorporated my third child, my youngest, Tabby, into it as well. Um, we allowed okay. her to do one of the one of the Patreon episodes she wanted to do. She she really liked uh, one of the episodes that we do is on Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And that's her movie, man. That's her jam. Like, 
she knows the songs from the movie and which just kill me you know i i she makes me laugh so hard with that i'm like how do you know this stuff and she knows it because she just watched it so i'm like you know what i'll let you do if you're really into it i'll let you do this with me so she did and she came down and she's like dad dad i gotta tell you about something man you know what discord is and i said no i have no clue what discord is and she's like oh it's the social media and she she's like can i get on your computer and show you she was so hyped about it and i said you know what run with it so she set up everything on discord for the show and you know she's she's basically the admin of our page on discord i don't really have anything to do with it but i let her into that because she just she had such a passion for it and i said man i said all right hit it up you know it's going to help me out in the long run and it gives you a chance and opportunity to be a part of this as well so i don't like to exclude anybody um you know when we're doing stuff like this like softball was so you know, Tabby was younger. She didn't play. Justin wasn't in, in, you know, interested. It was Elizabeth's thing. And that was very absorbent of my time. So it was hard, you know, it, it was hard to find other things. So when I have an opportunity to be able to incorporate more children into what's going on, man, I'm on it. I'm yes, please. Man, so, that is, that's awesome. So yeah, you, you actually yeah, hit a lot of my points on there. So I'm sorry. Um, You know, no, no, that's that's absolutely great. I, I I love it. You know, getting your kids out there, building those passions, you know, letting them run with it. Like you said, you had no clue about Discord and you're just like, yeah, let's roll with it. You know, doing that, the the editing stuff and just building a passion and just embracing that passion is I, I think it's key number one, like like we talked about, that special sauce of being a father, of just letting them run with it, letting them have fun with their dreams and innovating and creating and just having those special memories that you could look back on at the end of the day and say, we did this, you know, we made this happen. We had fun doing it. And I think that's the big thing is having passion and love and what you do, not just as a father, but even if you go to, even if you go to work, you know, and you're dreading work, have passion in it, find that positive in that negative light. We live so much in a negative lifestyle that we forget the good things that we have out there. I'm building my positivity every day. You know, I've talked about it in episodes before. But it's really just finding those small bits and pieces that are going to make the massive shift. And, you know, doing now something that you love dearly with with your kids is is absolutely key. Absolutely. So just a couple more questions to wrap this all up here. A couple more questions. If you have if you had a call to action for our listeners, something that you could say, hey, go out and do this. What would your call to action be? All right. My call to action would be to remember that you have limited time with your kids. So cherish every moment that you can. And remember that moments aren't always there. Sometimes you have to make them. They're not given. You have to create them and you have to put in the work. Um, Even if you don't see results right away, hopefully you've made some kind of memory for your children that will last with them and will help them when they're older adults and their parents as well. So there you go, guys. There's your call to action. Make those memories. Continue building those relationships. Just take it one day at a time. You're not perfect. It's not going to change overnight. But by continuing to do that and continuing those make those memories, that's what's going to make you a stronger father at the end of the day. So there's your call to action on this episode. Go out there and make those memories. And I think we touched on this quite a bit, but to kind of sum everything up, finish this up all nicely, what do you want our listeners to take away at the end of this episode? What are the wise words of Mr. James Wallen? <laughs> I'd say, you know, to quote your your show, you know, don't. Don't be a, a fearful father. Be a fearless father. And and what that means is going the distance. You know, um, as they said in Field of Dreams, you know, go the distance. Understanding that your child isn't you and they're going to fail you 
and they're going to fail your expectations time and time again. It's going to happen. But that doesn't mean that you throw in the towel. You have to put in the fight. I think it's called Fixius is it, from another movie, the, the replacements. Fixius, it means putting in the fight. You put in the time, you put in the effort. And while not knowing you're going to fail time and again, it's going to happen. But failing is you have to take those as learning experience, learning opportunities. And you get the chance again because you still have your kids there. And don't let fear stop you. That's the biggest thing. Don't let that fear control you. You know, own it. Beautiful. Beautiful. And where can our listeners find the Yesteryear podcast? Uh, you can find us in a couple different places or twitter.com forward slash Yesteryear PCAST. Um, we're on Instagram.com Yesteryear Podcast. On Facebook, of course, is the best one. Facebook.com forward slash Yesteryear Podcast. We do have a group. It's called the Truffle Shufflers. <laughs> There's a secret question, <laughs> which is our names, James and Beth. And then, of course, our website is www.yesteryearpodcast.buzzsprout.com. And so there you go. If you're if, oh, go gosh, ahead. Sam, we welcome everybody. Open arms. It's a good group. It's a good thing. We're not, you know, we're we're relatively, for the most part, family friendly. Um, we, you know, we don't get a lot of cussing and stuff like that going on. I think we drop some hells and and stuff like that, but nothing nothing too crazy. And congratulations. This has actually been our first fully clean episode of the Fearless Fathers podcast. So thank you for that. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> so there you go, guys. If you're a fan of classic movies, go check out the Yesteryear podcast. They're amazing. I'm I'm getting into them. I'm loving them. They're gonna they might turn me into a cinephile. I'm not gonna lie. So nice. to finish this all up, James, in your own words, what does it mean to be a fearless father? It it means not letting fear fear control you. Knowing that you're gonna, you're you're you are a dad, and that they're gonna look to you, man. Not don't let the fear control you. There you go, guys. So I want to thank James for being on the show with us today for our interview, letting us pick his brain, showing us what it means for him to be a fearless father. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in again for another episode of the Fearless Fathers podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening to us, listening to James. Hopefully, you got something out of this. Get to work on that call to action. Get to work on building yourself each and every day. Like we always say, you could find us on our Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash fearlessfathers. Links for all that's in the description. You could find links to the Yesteryear podcast in the description as well, so you don't have to go searching. I got you covered there. Thank you. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Fearless Fathers Podcast. Shoot us an email at fearlessfatherspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought about the episode. Let us know what you like, what you want, different topics you want to hear me and Ryan talk about. Anything that we can do to help you grow and become that fearless father, we want to do that because that's what we're here for. We're here for you. Your children learn and grow every single day. Just because you're an adult and a dad doesn't mean you can't do the same. This is a learning process for all of us. This is new. This is uncomfortable. But together, we will embrace the fear. 